Welcome everyone to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim Zahner with the Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau. It's a warm day in Sonoma today. It's a warm, warm day. They're not as warm as Texas. I know Texas is very hot right now in other parts, but it's warm for California. The nice thing about California, we have the diurnal effect where it gets cooler at night. Mm-hmm. And what that means, though, when it's warm and the hills are turning pink, it's time to drink. And what that means <laughs> as the sun sets and you're sitting outside is you want a cocktail. And that's why, listeners, I have a special guest. I have a very special guest. I know every week I say I have a very special guest. This time I mean it because I have them twice. I have two special guests, Fred and Amy Groth, Prohibition Spirits. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Hey, thanks. Good. It's Thank Friday. You. It is Friday. Yes. And you know, whenever people are listening to us, it's Friday all the time, right? So even if you're listening to us on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's still Friday. I think there's a song about that. Five there's, o'clock. <laughs> it's five, five o'clock, o'clock somewhere. All, all, we're always five sometimes. o'clock somewhere. Five o'clock here mm-hmm. all the times. Um, so you guys are with Prohibition Spirits. We yes. are provisions. Can someone today. tell me what that is? What is that? Um, we are a distillery here in town. So okay. we um, uh, we started making distilled spirits back in 2008. Everybody else makes wine. We make alcohol. You're like, I'm going to zag while other people zig. Yeah, yeah. And try something new. Yeah, okay. yeah. We felt we couldn't compete with all the wine and making people making great wine. But no one was really doing dis- distilled spirits here in California. Okay. Well, in California a little bit, but not in But Sonoma. in this part of Sonoma, especially like yeah. smaller kind of, yeah. you know, uh, handcrafted micro distilled whatever whatever the word those is. are all keywords right. yes <laughs> exactly all the buzzwords google, google searching <laughs> yeah um so you guys operate uh, prohibition spirits which has a tasting room on the cinema plaza i believe we do is we offer current? something a little bit different just like wine tasting um, right um if you get sick of that you can uh, come into our place and we have at any given time about 40 to 50 different spirits oh wow that you get to try and you don't get to try like a huge glass of it or anything because right. that's again it's distilled spirits 40% alcohol, a little bit higher, and um, just small pours, but you get to try like very unique things. Got it. You want to try, yeah, moderation in all things. So do tastings, not, you know, pounding back. Yeah, it's more of an educational exactly. experience. Right. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. No, that's Because I think uh, distilled spirits are a little intimidating. You know, people mm. understand wine and there's logo and logo, you know, people know about it right and beer too the lingo lingo that's what i was trying to say yeah. there's and also logos for the lingo yeah right yeah. right yeah <laughs> yeah so but i think with spirits um uh, people don't know as much and so that's kind okay. of our thing is to guide people okay through a tasting of things they may never have tried before it's like a, a cool experience and there's an education behind it not only the spirit itself but how it was made um, how we got into this, uh, the usage, how you do it, okay. uh, like what cocktails to make with it, or if you drink it alone. Um, we also cook and bake with a lot of these products. Oh, you do? Okay. So uh, we get quite creative, but uh, it's it's a cool education for your taste buds, too. And then, so did you guys grow up on a, on a peat bog somewhere in Scotland making scotch or, or yes. like on a, on a sugar cane uh, no. field? Or, no? So no, this, you did not... Like not come to this through your family heritage of like making stuff like how did how did no, you no, uh, how did this happen i mean I, I consider us foodies we always love to eat and drink we love to mm-hmm. cook we love you know that whole communal aspect of being around a table and oh so friends. you're a t- total outlier here in so, Sonoma so, huh? so, yeah right, something like exactly. that that's why we love it and i you know i always say you know the number one reason is we went to university of colorado boulder cu boulder which was okay. the number one party school at the time and got so it, you know what you, you guys both went there we yeah. did you met there yeah you yes. met in college yes Right at the end of college. At the end of college. Yeah. We won't go when too we deep into that story. When you were maturing a little bit more. <laughs> when, you were, when I was a 22-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so you, are you guys both from Colorado? Uh, I am originally, but she's yeah, been around. I'm, yeah, I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> You're not really well, I mean, around the state. Yeah, you've been around. Amy, in addition to being around, where did you grow up? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, I... Uh, Born in Dayton, Ohio. Um, lived in, in Ohio, lived in Portland, Oregon for okay. about 13 years, and then moved to Boulder. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you're from other places there. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, so you were, fr- you were back in Colorado. Um, you didn't le- study Zymergy no. or whatever it's called, Not distilling stuff. Um, but you're a foodie person, and you're kind of like, I like food and wine and happy experiences. Yeah. Right? Hanging out with friends. And a lot of the flavor profiles that you find in food, you mm. know, can be translated into cocktails and drinks or they okay. like, play well together and complement each other. So there's that whole thing going on too. But, you know, even 20 years ago, I mean, there wasn't a lot of diversity in, in distilled spirits. You know, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, Big vodka, players, big know? players, big yeah. companies, right? I think a good portion of our portfolio came from travel. 
mm. you know, from experiencing different cultures uh, and just, you know, embracing that. And that's why we launched our company with our limoncello um, because it was uh, 30 plus years ago. No, 30 years ago About that we went ago. to Italy okay. for the first time and tried limoncello and absolutely loved it and went back to Boulder where we were living and have been making it ever since. So let me ask, because I was on your on your website. Oh, okay. Uh, Prohibition Spirits, and I was looking at your spirits and one said cellos. Yeah. But there weren't musical instruments at all or violas or anything. Right. So, so a cello, what is a cello and what is a lemon cello? How, what is that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, a cello is a mu- musical instrument. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't correct. You're okay, correct. That's funny. <laughs> uh, cello is a digestivo. So you have that before, um, uh, like well, after, after dinner. dinner. After yeah. Dinner. Or so before. it's before yeah, after during. You could have it before. <laughs> well, we made some killer cocktails with it before, okay. so it's a okay. good entry into the evening, but also a good ending to the evening Got to it. help you digest your food. So cellos is just kind of... Well, I think we're uh, following kind of the Italian naming convention. So in okay. Italy, yeah. obviously lemon cello is a huge thing, but then they have orange cello, pistachio cello, melon okay. cello. So they just kind of put cello on the end of everything. Oh, and, yeah. gotcha. and that's okay. their kind of alcohol. So we just kind of ran with that. that naming convention. Yeah. And so is lemon cello made with vodka or with grain? Or like what's, what is lemon cello exactly? So it I'm is, seriously asking. Yeah, it's, it's technically a liqueur, which okay. is basically lemon rinds, okay. sugar, and alcohol. Okay. Um, we use distilled wine grapes into a, a wine-based spirit, like high proof though, okay. like 180-ish proof. Oh wow! So it's it's up there, but that's basically at that proof or alcohol content. It's a solvent, so it extracts out all the oils and colors and stuff like that from the lemon rinds. Okay. So if you tried doing it at home with vodka, which is only 80 proof, you wouldn't, you'd get a good effect, but not the same. Because I, I hear people trying to make lemoncello with vodka, right? But yeah, you, oh, you I can, see what you're yeah. saying. But you get more of the volatile oils coming out of the product with a higher alcohol sure. content. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So lemoncello is what you're famous for, which is you're wearing the yellow well, shirt. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, you are. That's fantastic. Yeah, you guys know it's that. It's summer. Um, and so from there, you said, hey, these taste good. Mm-hmm. Why don't we quit our jobs and start a new business mm-hmm. uh, making a whole bunch of different stuff? Is that exactly. kind of how it worked? Yeah. Okay. Um, Definitely. And we're going to back up just a little bit. Um, we were living in Colorado, came here on vacation like oh, many people do. Oh, welcome. We're and so <laughs> glad you're here. Do you want a visitor guide? Well done. We were, it was exactly. so funny because um, we were staying with some friends in the city and they're like, you got to go check out Sonoma. And I'm like, I've been to Napa. It's okay. It's a little right. too Disneyland for me. And like, no, go up to Sonoma. And we came to Sonoma. I'm like, oh my God, this place is fantastic. It oh, reminds me of Italy, rolling hills and clumpy yeah. trees and there's yeah. a cow. and Little Vespas. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> Seriously, yeah. it was like, this is like amazing, you know, not and everybody's we stayed at this or we had dinner at the Swiss we're like this is so cool oh, like fantastic. all these families are like eating at the Swiss and okay. this is where the town hangs out and like right. hey there's a winemaker and stuff <laughs> like that and um, we were at a winery and we asked for limoncello okay. thinking that if this place is so European vibe right. that there would be some kind of alcohol being made here other right. than just wine Right. and it's you know, everywhere in Europe every town is known for something you know, right. some grandma right. makes some weird nut Something, something in yeah. her basement. And she yeah, finds yeah. It and it's yeah. like, oh, this is fantastic. The best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, really. And so we're like, well, that's weird. No one's making anything. Hmm. And went home and looked into it and realized no one, there's 5,000 wineries in this county. Right. And there was no one doing distilled spirits at the time. Got it. And um, we just kind of rolled the dice, we quit our job, sold our house, moved here with three kids under five, <laughs> not knowing a single person saying, we're going to start a distillery to make limoncello. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? <laughs> for yeah. real? You guys just, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. So it wasn't like uh, people like, oh, midlife crisis. But it's like, no, it's somewhere like Wait, midlife awakening. Do you have yeah. a de- like, did you study chemistry no. or food science or anything? You no, studied I'm, none of this. No, I mean, we like to eat. We know how to cook. We know how flavors work and okay. stuff like that. And, and well, basic chemistry and math and Did you have YouTube back then? Or like, how did you figure out there how to wasn't, do it? There wasn't. No. There, it wasn't did you go like, to a library and like, you had to move here, get a library card? And like, how do I make... <laughs> that's amazing. Well, we had a, a friend that was Italian and okay. his like, grandpa lived in someplace in Rome and we're like, dude, we want to make limoncello. And it's like, will you get us the recipe? And we got like the recipe like handwritten on a card like two months later. <laughs> and it was like alcohol, sugar, and lemon. I'm like, oh, 
you know, it's like, that's <laughs> awesome. I feel like we can do this. And yeah. we started making it as a, a hobby at Christmas for like our friends, like a gallon, you know? Okay, right. It's like, hey, here's a cute little bottle of limoncello. Right, and like, right. Enjoy it. And then we also, kind of the cultural aspect is in Italy after dinner, after coffee, after dessert, you have the limoncello course. You know, it's now 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. Oh, gosh. And they bring out these little cute glasses of limoncello and you sit around and you talk. And that's okay. what's really cool about it. And a lot of cultures have that, you know, like this Russians drink vodka. And, right. You know, in your Caribbean you drink rum. But just something that promotes conversation after dinner and Got it. it's like whoa don't get up yet you know there's there's, there's another course there's, there's something going else on it's the well, limoncello it's, it's cool because it's always well usually gifted like the owner of the trajectory will come over with their bottle that's right out of the freezer it's a fresh batch sit down with you pour limoncello and then soon enough like their friends will come over and it's okay. just this like fun jovial thing that experience that you share with one another and uh, and we learn, like, throughout our travels in Italy that it's uh, kind of like a rite of passage. Like, mm. you're accepted, and here Got you it. go, and, yeah. you know, go forth. You stay long thing. enough, and then you're like the, the godchild, godparent of some kid or something like that. Yeah. You have a baby in your hand. Or you're running naked to yeah. the Trevor Fountain. These things know. happen. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah. We make great friends. We still keep in touch with them, <laughs> honestly. And so it's, it's so fun, but... Uh, yeah, it's and we wanted to do that with our okay. friends and family to, you know, bring people together and share and have this experience because okay. it's pretty beautiful. Well, you guys are kind of like my my go-to experts on all things cocktails. Oh, very good. Thanks. And, and um, so it's summer is coming up. I, I talk about being warm and things like that. Yeah. What are some like summer cocktails you guys can think about that are that are good for people listening or coming to visit that they should get yeah, stuff? Yeah, I, I mean, I've always been in favor of something on the lighter side, usually mm -hmm. gin, even vodka, mm -hmm. um, and something that I wouldn't call a patio pounder, but, you know, mm -hmm. something that is... You can drink a Easy few drink of. outside, right? It's not like, you know, a Manhattan or an old-fashioned that's super just heavy alcohol. Two of those. You want something I'm that cools you down, quickly, refreshing. Yeah. Yep. You, know, <laughs> you want, like, heavy on the citrus, lemon, and lime. Okay. You know, you want that acidity to balance it out and keep it really fresh. Okay. Um, I mean, we can make something if you well, want. If, if, yeah. I mean, is anybody thirsty? Should we? We Let's might as well. It. It's yeah. Friday. You said that. What did you yeah. bring? What would you bring? What do you um, want to make? So I was thinking of making a, um, uh, a melanin mint Collins, which is a take on the Tom Collins, which okay. is basically gin, a little simple syrup in that. But we're going to add a little um, lavender simple syrup in it because lavender is blooming right Great. now. Great, a lot of lavender and some um, Okay, but it's it's pretty simple to make. Okay, let's, let's just try this. Yeah, let's do it. So you got a shaker okay. in your you hand right there, some ice in there. and yeah. here you get some ice, and then I'm going to take a little picture of this too. I'll be doing. And now you've got wow, look at that! You even bought a big knife to open up your bottle of gin. For pro. Okay. Maybe if I can open the bottle. So this is. Um, we make about six or seven different styles of gin. Okay. And most people think when they think gin, they think London dry gin style, which is very juniper forward. And people, a lot of people are like, oh, I had a bad experience on gin. But right. nowadays, not just us, but everybody, there's a huge spectrum of gin. So okay. it can be sweet, okay. savory, spicy, earthy, grassy, floral, minerally. And like it's not your of, grandfather's gin. It's not your grandfather's gin anymore. Got it. So okay. there's a huge On Beyond Tanqueray. Yeah. Okay. So what I did is I added, uh, or Amy, added some ice to the shaker we're going to add two ounces of gin normally okay. i'd be measuring but i think he just measured it with it. that's great that's great I, measure. I think we can that was amazing measure yeah, this today <laughs> and now you've got a lemon there what do you got i got a lemon it's i'm gonna squeeze lemon. half a lemon in okay okay look at um, that um you can use like the little cute plastic ones if you don't want to actually be squeezing stuff Wait, the little cute plastic lemons? These little yeah, all the yeah, lemon yeah. juice things. Yeah. yeah. But this being Sonoma, juice. everyone's got a lemon tree and everyone knows. That's yeah, true. yeah, and it's uh, awesome because we have Meyer lemons here, which right. a lot of people may not know about. Um, which have a beautiful taste, a different nice taste meatiness to it. To it if you yeah. need to, for your hands. I, you. I love that you squeezed the lemon and the lime with your bare hands, which tells me you have no paper cuts or you have extraordinary strength. Oh, I <laughs> just forgot to bring a squeezer. I mean, normally you'd use a squeezer just to get every little how, bit out. How often do you make cocktails in a, in a radio studio, right? Not that often. Yeah, yeah right. true. Not, yeah. not that often. That's I think I probably... Um, and I'm yeah. going to add just maybe a half ounce of uh, Sonoma Syrups Lavender. Oh, okay. And that's is, a, nice. is that a local company that it's makes it? It's a local company that makes it, and they make a whole different variety of simple okay. syrups and they're fantastic for for cocktails okay and we okay. carry them at our tasting room oh my gosh okay. we do yeah. good. A good so, we have, so we have gin lemon lime and simple syrup so the the 
idea of a good concept is kind of a balance between alcohol, mm-hmm. acidity, and sweetness. Okay. So you're trying to kind of sweet spot. So okay. if it's too acidic, you add some sugar. If it's too alcohol, you add some acidity just okay. to kind of balance that and out. And the simple syrup is the sugar in this case. Yeah, it's adding a little bit of that. sugar, water that's been boiled with some flavoring. Yeah, and okay. added like that. So you want to find that kind of balance. And and I think with baking and cooking, you know, you should follow recipes. And in the beginning, when you make cocktails, you should follow the recipe, too, because right. someone had the idea of, like, how this is supposed to taste. Right. Again, that balance of these different things and stuff. And if you don't measure, if you don't follow a recipe, you don't know what it's supposed to taste like. Gotcha. So if you know what it tastes like the first time, that's cool. And then you can deviate you and can say, I like it more. sweeter or I like it more acidity to it or right. like a lot more alcohol. Yeah, you just it. make it your own. It's, it's a little bit more like sautéing than instead of baking. Baking would be very specific, chemical mm-hmm. reactions going on. True. It sounds like the cocktails, after you figure the recipe, just like if you figure you know, sauté your chicken a certain way, you can try different spices or something like yeah, that in yeah, that pan. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Change it up a little bit. But okay. you know, in the beginning, let's see what it's really supposed to taste right. like, and then we'll do it. So let's give it a little shake. When okay. I shake, I always use two hands or that because... You do not want this cap to fly off in here and right. go off. Well, you know, the, the old bartending joke, right, Fred? <laughs> you got to uh, shake the piss out of it. <laughs> no one wants piss in their cocktail. So and then we're going to strain this into a glass, and we're going to do only about three quarters full. Okay. Because we do want oh, to wow. top it with club soda. Okay. So now we're adding some effervescence. So, we're keeping it light. Is club soda the same thing as, like, soda water that's carbonated, or is there something else in club soda? I believe but... there's salt. Uh, soda okay. or vice. Yeah, because yeah, like tonic salt. water has like um, uh, like sugar in it and quinine. That's why you don't get malaria. You got to drink yes. gin and tonics. That's and, right. You have to, yeah. And club soda. And then there's just plain old sparkling water. I'm going to pass it to oh, you. I don't you. want to pass it over the keyboard. <laughs> oh, the board there? Yeah. Like, we'll have uh, <laughs> you our little mini one over here. Okay. Yeah. So this is very light. It's refreshing. Um, the gin we're using is melon and mint. It's not your traditional flavor profile. Okay. Lavender syrup is just a little bit. I don't like it. This is your gin? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And usually you garnish with like, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Sorry, I should have gone. Lime or sure. lemon, Got it, it's uh, fine. edible flowers. Oh, really? Um, edible lavender. flowers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. so, so a drink should also not only taste well, taste, taste good, cheers, but cheers, taste cheers. good, but look good yeah, also. Wait. So, yeah, like what Amy was saying, you know, any kind of accoutrements to it. Oh, wow. Is oh, that good? is refreshing. Oh, yeah. wow. Wait, what is that gin again? What's in there? Yeah. So this is wow. our melon mint gin. So we actually sell this at our tasting room. We do taste okay. with it. But we have a new label, a new look. Okay, and it's beautiful. As of this morning, this also went into Costco. How did it get um, to Costco, Amy? We delivered it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love because Fred, Fred was coming a little bit later or separate from you. I said, Amy, where's Fred? He goes, he's out delivering right now. So that's another difference. We're between a small company. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. You literally develop, you walk into Costco. You have to like show your card to get in or you get around and sneak around the back. No, we, well, yeah, no, we go to receiving. Yeah. Okay. And like, but, the big, but the big trucks yeah. are there and we pull up in our like little SUV. Like, yeah. What do you want this? <laughs> so you were at Whole Foods I was at Whole Foods this morning, Limoncello. Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then this uh, with the. It's delicious. We have great. Um, rotations in okay. Costco. So I mean, this that's is coming up next. light. It's seasonal. Yeah. It's um, in the backyard. You yes. can sit there and drink that while, while you're playing cribbage or yeah. any other card game or something mm, like that. And, and it really, that is, that is. Do you play cribbage? I, I lose at cribbage every, every two <laughs> times a week to my play. wife. Yeah, do you play? I do. It's a, it's a gentleman's so, game. That's what I love about it. Oh, it's like, well, wait a second. I not, play. I know. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we haven't it's played not, in a while. It's not though. a gentleman's game the way that we play because, like, my wife goes, oh, you forgot that one. So she takes my twos. Oh, or yeah. she, like, she's. Well, you're supposed brutal. to be nice in the game. You're supposed to, like, no. if someone makes a mistake, you're supposed to be like, oh, you, you know, that's another 15 there or whatever. Fred, you've never played against a Wisconsinite. Oh, maybe that's just. <laughs> that's maybe a throat. No, and this and is. They, yeah. I mean, gin and. Well, I guess you should be playing gin rummy, actually, maybe, if you're drinking gin. Oh, you should. You know, that is good. Gin's a good game. Is that 11 cards? 10 cards. 11 cards. There's gin and gin rummy. One is seven, one's 11. My grandmother was very good at gin, and she would, she was actually nice, but she would also take your points that you forgot. Mm. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah, but she did it a nice way. Like the first game, you think you would learn, you would win, and you're like, I finally beat grandma. And then she would (laughs) obliterate you without even, you know, a problem. But okay, good. Card playing and cocktails. Yeah, that's nice. It's just good to take a break and, you know, yeah, just kind of chill there. So, okay, so you guys make cellos, gins, uh, still on your website, liqueurs. Yes. So and we, Amaro's, brand, Amaro's, brandies, whiskeys. Amaro. Amaro. Amaro is anything in the bitter category. So Campari would be a, a prime example okay, of that. Okay, okay. Um, and they're actually pretty popular right now. Um, they're 
gaining some mm. momentum. And again, a lot that's a lot of European small towns. You know, they made their Amara, which originally was probably some kind of medicine to cure something, right? Yes. Like you have a toothache and earache, a stomach ache, a foot ache. Got you it. Take this little bit. Like the of, bitters. Uh, like a lot of Europe has that tradition of, oh, yeah. of a bitter yeah. alcohol, roots and dirt and sticks and whatever. <laughs> well, <it's laughs> nuts. I mean, that's very Eastern medicine, really. Yeah. So um, all those things have something usually mm. that you know they trace back and a lot of there is a lot of truth to it you know right. like um a lot of the bittering roots are poisonous oh. which stimulate your stomach okay so get it going like just a tiny bit of poison right and it gets it going so that you can eat and drink more oh, so that's interesting. really why okay. okay bitters works who, who learned that job like don't don't eat too much their thag or you'll die <laughs> just enough and you can keep eating some of the like, like a good one is like fernet you know fernet is right. widely popular i don't personally like the way it tastes mm. but it's supposed to really you know quell an upset stomach mm. or get you prepared to drink more interesting just put you okay. over that edge to you know wow i didn't know that yeah. so this, and like so a liqueur though is like usually sweeter um, like I always think like melon liqueur or like the mint liqueurs, which are all these awful things from your childhood. But yeah. are there yeah. are there any liqueurs that are not yeah we have gonna make um, vomit? we have like a hazelnut liqueur. Okay. We've got a smoked chocolate. Uh, we've got a Grand Orange, which is similar to Grand Marnier. Oh, right. So okay. our flavor profile is not like super uh, sweet and syrupy. It's got more it. the essence of the flavor. So. We don't want to drink all that sugar, and we don't want you to either and feel horrible the next day. Got so um, we have elderflower because we love, um, you know, the taste. It makes a killer cocktail along with the melon mint, too, okay. or any it's of our very gins. light. You know, I think it's a good point. Like, you're, yeah. just like this drink right here is very light. The, yeah. I think a lot of American consumers are used to super over-sweetened alcohols. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But it sounds like you're saying, no, use the actual base product and yeah. taste that mm -hmm. before you taste the sugar. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And it's always, you know, we tell people, we, we do mixology classes often. Oh, okay. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's just a rule of thumb that it's easy to make a great cocktail out of an excellent base. It's hard to make a great cocktail mm. out of really lousy base. And usually if you have a lousy base, uh, you have to mask it with a bunch of sugar. Right. And so, um, you know, when we do these classes, it's we have people taste just the the um, spirit first, so they get a good idea of what it tastes like, and then you kind of play with it and add okay. to it. So kind of a quality yeah. product to start off with or ingredient. Yeah, yeah and I, th I think good. a lot of people are trending that way too, um, as far as quality over quantity. Right. You know, so, um, you know, instead of having three really big sweet drinks have one that's really just put together right you yeah. know and, the, and the, you guys came along at the time like right before like the birth of the you know the bespoke cocktail guy like people making really good cocktails oh, yeah. instead of grabbing a bunch of bar sour mm -hmm. and then some you know weird looking blue curacao and like some other stuff yeah, yeah. you came along when people are like let's use real fruit mm -hmm. and real ingredients and actually muddle things yeah versus, and, that, and that makes it super that. fun too yeah. and you know it's it's fun to do as you're doing it but also to present that to someone you know okay. at a party or visiting you or what just kind of life. one thing i know you make brandies which are made from grapes Yep. Right. Brandies are wine that have been distilled. Is that correct? That is correct. So, yeah, we, we Thank I'd you, say Wikipedia. we uh, specialize in that, actually, okay. because we have access to a lot of it. Oh, there's some grapes around here? There's some grapes. <laughs> and <laughs> not everybody makes great wine, let me just say, because sometimes people come to us like, I have all this extra wine that just Which didn't... we're grateful for. We're, we're right. grateful but if they can't, for. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. But if they can't sell some juice, yeah. wine, mm -hmm. oftentimes you can distill it yeah. and make brandy out of it. Is that right? Absolutely. Right. You okay. can take bad wine and make good brandy. Oh, good job. Okay. So yeah. um, it's, a, it's a good way to just, I mean, distilling is just extracting alcohol based on the boiling point. That's all it okay. is. Okay, okay. So if you heat up wine to 190 degrees, that's the boiling point of alcohol. Okay. Water's at 210 here at sea level. So between 190 and 210, it's, the water's gonna stay behind and just the alcohol is gonna and turn And the vapor, vapor comes out and does it go on those little funny tubes? Those little circular things? Uh, we have some of those, but they're concealed within a condenser. Oh, really? You don't have like a barn and like, no. you're not wearing overalls? <laughs> <laughs> Down on the cinema creek. <laughs> Down yeah. on the creek. So it's a little more advanced than what perhaps... A, uh, a tiny bit, oh, okay. but, but it's, it's a very simple process. There's no real moving parts or okay. anything like that. It's just okay. you heat something to the boiling point, which is... Right. You know, basic chemistry, and then it cool it back down into a liquid. So okay, 
That's kind of neat. All right, so this this was great. I love this this gin drink. What, let's, what, let's Amy's got some else in her hand. Yeah, let's taste some magic. So now this, this is, is science. Super fun. This so is science. This is our um, guava liqueur. All right, let's that, make sure people can see it on the camera. Can you lift your hands up there? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, a guava liqueur. Our guava liqueur. So okay. we call it paradise. Okay. So I'm just gonna pour a little bit. You could have a sip. Oh my gosh! And Look at it's this. beautiful. It makes killer cocktails. Fred, I'm gonna. Oh, we're gonna and do then we're gonna experiment. do. Okay. We're gonna add some magic. So to I it. should taste it first. Mm-hmm. Okay, taste so. it first. So this is something you probably wouldn't drink straight. So this would go Got into it. a cocktail. Okay. But at least you base. get the flavor profile. Yeah. Because okay. it, it is pretty powerful. I mean, you could drink it over ice. You could. It's, 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 it is delicious. Good. And you're yeah. right. It is It is very good. So this is a guava fruit. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And okay. So now, when you add citrus Ooh, to it. Let's see. Let's see if I can do okay, this. Okay. Let me hand this back to you. We're going to yeah. get off the board. When you add citrus. She's squeezing the lime to it. And... Da, 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 da. Something she's shaking the bottle. The Did glass. you see that change? It it's, wait, it's turning purple. It changed. Yeah, yeah. Turned, it changed from blue to purple. Well, I'm kind of colorblind, but I can tell that's purple. There you go. Wait, it turned now purple. I taste it. Yeah. It turned. Folks listening at home, <laughs> it went from like a like a, a light blue to a purple. That's yeah. amazing. Is that almost, crazy? almost instantly. And the reason why. Um, there is oh, a, wow. a flower extract right? in here that is highly. Um, that is cool. It's magic. I'm looking for. Is that magic? Uh, yeah. It changes due to acidity. So it's very susceptible to changes in acidity. So it changes from a blue to a purple when it, when you change the acidity by adding lime. So this is fun. Like, well, you know, do I'm like, fun I'm like events. Completely like, yeah. Mr. Wizard, this is fantastic. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so cool. We just did an event um, up at Sonoma Mission Inn with Euphoria uh, Retreats. and. Okay. Uh, it was a experience that we were offering. So oh, cool. this was one of the cocktails. So it was, you know, it changes right. What do you your What eyes. do you call this cocktail? Fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> the fun cocktail. Why not? That's fun. Uh, That's amazing. I think we called it like Paradise Found or something like that. Okay. We actually. Okay. Um, what we used was the guava club soda again to keep it light. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you would top it with the lime juice, and the lime would fall down, making mm. it change color as it falls oh, down. I think we had a little okay. bit of simple syrup to it. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. A simple syrup in there. Yeah, that's neat. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's just the the product alone is super fun, and it, it's beautiful. I mean, the color and the yeah. taste is Who great. Who designs your labels? Uh, well, we designed this one. Okay. Um, we, the, yeah, we're we're kind of a grassroots, and yeah. what we usually do is design our own label in the beginning okay. and then decide how that's going to, you know, if it's just for the tasting room, that's one thing, but it, when it has to go to a retail yeah. level, oh, right. it needs a, you need to elevate your game yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You, know, so you we, can't be printing it at Stables down the street <laughs> right. anymore. So <laughs> we, <laughs> glue sticks. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, Not anymore. Yeah, so we we um, have a couple of different designers, and this one uh, is another product exclusively for Costco, a which is super fun. julep bourbon cocktail. Yeah. Wait, peach julep bourbon cocktail. Right. So, so I know with notes of hun- um, brown sugar. Do you want to taste it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so most people are came familiar all this with, way, Amy. Right? I know. Come most on. people are familiar with the mint julep, you know, Kentucky yeah, Derby mint julep, exactly. and all that. And a julep is, is a kind of a class of cocktail that used to be a lot more popular. Okay. Uh, um, a julep or a smash. And oh, that was basically okay. you would take something and muddle it in the bottom of a okay. glass and okay. then add usually whiskey. Okay. Um, okay. And so mint julep, same thing. Muddle the mint, right. add the whiskey. Peach julep concept would be muddle a peach, so oh, very southern thing. Right. Add your whiskey on top of it. Okay. Um, you know, an old fashioned is very similar. You, yep. you muddle a little bit of orange. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, bourbon based. We do okay. have wine called the Plaza Peach Palmer. Got it. And okay. that's sold at the tasting room, and that's a um, great base spirit. Great base spirit. Yeah. So, very cool. This, but is, this is, even though. Um, you I know, think whisk- we need to add a cherry to that. Oh, Hold okay. on, yeah, Fred. Let's add, add a cherry. <laughs> I mean, Wait, specifically, that was in the an email. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you brought the fancy cherries. Fancy yeah, cherries. Always, these are great. You know, again, like, don't be using maraschino cherries. No, yeah, what you got to use nothing cherries. but the best. Uh, they're waxy. I mean, they got they have their place in tiki drinks for they sure. They do. But these are the ones we have at home, and these and, and we went to the store best. and got these fancy ones, and they taste amazing. Yeah, they like are real legit stuff. We um, these yeah. are Italian, and they're a certain type of like sour cherry, I think. Okay, so they must like to make it pretty just good. the right. No, there you go. Now it looks okay. okay. So you've got here is the peach julep 
uh, cocktail. R it's an RTD, so yeah, ready to drink. You don't need to muddle your peaches. Wait, or... RTD? Yeah, ready to drink. Look at this guy. Yeah. I'm drink. learning some lingo. RTD, ready to drink. RTD. Are you guys ready? Are you guys all RTD? I feel like I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> RTD Friday. Oh, wow. It is RTD Friday, That is right? good, guys. And so a lot of people yes. think that, you know, bourbon is more of a winter right. Winter spirit. And to right. me, it is a little bit, but when you add other components to it, like a whiskey right. sour, okay. again, lemon, fresh lemon, that's kind yeah. of a, a summertime thing. Peach is another okay. taste for me that means so, a lot like summertime. Cheers. So, so happy, uh, cheers. Happy Friday. Hold on. Wait. It is happy Friday. Friday. Cheers. cheers. Okay, there we go. <laughs> this is really good. Um, and you said it's ready to drink, so this is pre-mixed. Right. You don't you, if if like you're not a very big uh, bartender, mm -hmm. you can still pull this off. Yeah. Amy, you just opened a bottle, put it over ice, exactly. and added a nice cherry to it. Yeah. It was fantastic. And it's okay. cool to gift people. I mean, you um, when you go over to someone's house for dinner or for it makes a great gift. You know, an right, afternoon right. barbecue or something. Right. Uh, you know, people are going to bring wine and bubbles because right. that's just who we are. That's but who we are. When you bring something like this, it's kind of steps it up a different level. So let's let's talk about your tasting real quick. Uh, on the plaza, mm -hmm. people can go in there. Mm -hmm. um, do you need to make a reservation to go there, or how does that work? Weekends, I'd say yes. Okay. Um, you know, we're still feeling it out a little bit this year. Okay. Um, weekdays, you could probably drop in, but if you really want a good experience, you mm -hmm. should, not just our place, any place, Make a reservation, okay. And, and so then, um, you're you're set for it. They're right. set for it, and you'll have okay. the best experience possible. Okay. It's when you show up, um, twelve people at a time. Yeah, twelve people right. at a time. Which we can accommodate. Right. We can, but yeah, we just, just want to make sure that uh, you know everyone's happy. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's it's really easy to get to. It's right down a little alleyway, right off First Street East. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a chocolate cow is right next door, so you can yeah. get some uh, ice cream. And, off. <laughs> right. There. You get some funny socks across the way right. uh, at the sock store, right there. Um, tell me, like, so we're, you're gonna help me in a second answer some questions, but. Um, Prohibition spirits, where did that name come from? Like, why did you name it after something which was actually about not, not having really. that thing? <laughs> right. Kind of the illegal part of right, it. Right. Um, funny story. Um, <laughs> you know, we originally named our company Hello Cello. Going back uh, to the cello right, thing, because okay. we originally thought, we're just going to make lemon cello and that's it. And then okay. we got into it and like, well, there's so much more we could do. And okay. then when we started doing whiskeys, Hello Cello uh, and whiskey really... They didn't quite you know, go together. Whiskey really didn't like totally jive. Right. And prohibition spirits, yeah, that was the outlaw of it. But also during that time, that's when really alcohol was being made. So we're right. making these, you know, kind of unique, creative things. Alcohol. So, is. so I was I was talking to a regular listener of this podcast who has uh, a bunch of whiskey, and he was asking like, what should they make with whiskey? And it turns out he didn't grow up drinking a lot of cocktails because he's of the age where people drink uh, beer and wine, right? Mm, got so. It. Um, He's about 78 years old, let's say. Let's say he looks a little bit like me. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Um, so, <laughs> but then I remarked that his parents and my mom's parents drank cocktails a lot. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I was thinking more about it. I said, I'm interviewing you guys. Um, and I said, well, you know, they grew up right around Prohibition when cocktails were the part of the culture yeah. more than beer and wine. Beer and wine got kind of annihilated. Cocktail, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hard liquor was being brought in. Um, and so I'm wondering if there was like that cultural shift where Older people, the, the you know pre-boomers, drink a lot of cocktails. My grandparents at five o'clock made cocktails. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. It just happened. Uh, my parents a lot of more beer and wine and a little less cocktails. Uh, and then the younger generation, next generation, hello Xers, um, started drinking cocktails again. Mm -hmm. So there's that kind of that wave that went through there. Um, I don't know why that happened or why those patterns. I don't know if you know anything about that. Well, I've always on that. heard that we never drink the same thing that our parents drank. We drink what our grandparents drank. So we do zig and zag. So there, I've, I've heard that a lot. So it's like, oh, I'm not drinking that. My parents drank that. You know, Interesting. They were the vodka generation or whatever. So Okay. But also, pr after Prohibition, cocktails became... Um, the way to go because all the alcohol they they hadn't been making alcohol so then as soon as they could make alcohol they made alcohol as fast as you can cheap. make it quicker than and, wine yeah and you just throw it out there you know alcohol usually needs to be aged right but people just wanted alcohol so Blitz. the hurricane's a great example of that the hur hurricane drink from down there in New Orleans Louisiana yeah. yeah that was made because they had so much of this bad rum they didn't know what to do with it uh -huh. so they figured if we dump all this sweet juices into it people will drink it and we can get rid of it oh interesting yeah, so, okay so, so cocktails were meant to right after prohibition cover up the bad alcohol so where's that generational jump look at that that's mm -hmm. interesting okay see there's more you guys are teaching me stuff about life well yeah. done ah, wow um, on your website no pressure 
You guys, no, you guys have a lot of great recipes. I'm on here, like chocolate Manhattan, apple cranberry mule, fall old fashioned, uh, the cinema tsunami, uh, which we hope there never is one. Cinema oh Creek's God, pretty small. That That's uh, it's, it's it has a watermelon and mm. watermelon vinca and lime juice and simple syrup. I don't okay. know. Amy, Amy's Mai Tai. Oh yeah. Okay. Amy's Mai Tai. Yeah. What? I took bees, it over. Bees, <laughs> <laughs> I bees own 51% of the company. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, that's my favorite drink. Why do you get the name? Well, there's one called Fred's Coco Loco. <laughs> there you go. That um, makes sense. So what I love is that you guys have all these great recipes on your website. So if people want to know more about like how to make your products, you know, they, they can just go on your website. Right. Or, and or, they could easily reach out to and email us or call us and we'll uh, send over recipes if, if they want something in particular, okay. you know, or they're and, pairing and, it with a certain dinner. Or if they come up with a new cocktail, they can like Tim's amazing Manhattan. Yeah. I send it to you guys. I did bring my old Mr. Boston's that I used to have back when I was a bartender. Nice. Uh, back in the, in the late 90s, early aughts. Yeah. Um, these drinks are all awful. They were all like, use our crappy pre-mix mixer. Because okay. Mr. Boston's oh, makes sure. mixers. Oh, yeah. And then there were the whole bunch of the uh, all the different shots we used to make. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, we had to remember I didn't know those. you were so into it. No, well, you know, I, as, as regular listeners know, I did major in English and philosophy. So <laughs> I... I uh, had to work somewhere. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've, done, I've done tile installation. It. I've done food service. Um, yeah. All right, guys. It's been great learning about Prohibition Spirits. What's the website if people have more information or more, more information? Where yeah, go? yeah. It's Prohibition-Spirits. Okay. And um, we com. also have our club. Yes, dot com. We also have our club information, so we have a spirits club that people could join. Um, this sounds like you have a Ouija board or something. What, <laughs> I know. What's the club? Uh, it's pretty cool. Like each, it goes out three times a year in okay. two different levels, and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's theme based. So each time is a theme, and it's not just the bottles, but it's sometimes the ingredients for specific cocktails, but oh. cocktail cards, so you have everything yeah. you kind of need to. So make it's sort of like a like a wine club pattern. People can join the spirits it's club. Like a wine club, but it's a little more well-rounded. Like okay. one year, we did a picnic theme with like a picnic basket, oh, a blanket, great. and you know the whole nine yards. Well, you got the blanket go as part of the it. club for sure. Yeah, we That's sell them great. at our tasting room, which is great because the plaza right across the street, you can you can drink in the in the plaza, mm-hmm. yeah, within moderation, like all things. Yeah. But a lot of people do that. They'll sit up there, they'll have a cocktail. I've seen people with shakers yeah. out there underneath the tree yeah. and having a like a happy hour time, right? And it's real nice. You know, we could set them up for farmers market. I encourage people Tuesday to come night. in prior to because we stay open later and okay. and uh, can set them up and yeah. Oh, yeah, we, wow. have, we have a lot fun. of mixers and we have everything you would and need. And food also if they need okay. snacks. You have some food in there too. Yeah. You've also noticed, uh, podcast listeners don't see this, people watching on YouTube do. Fred, you are wearing a slightly tropical themed shirt, oh, which yeah. is totally out of character for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed you kind of have a tiki section uh, in the tasting room. Yeah. What's that all about? Um, I just have always, well, we, I should say, I've always liked all things tiki. Mm. Um, and um, it's definitely making a little, um, again, coming back up. Right, like resurgence. Tiki, tiki bars right. are popular and, and stuff like that. But just the idea that tiki bars were developed for people to escape, mm. you know, and go to a tropical paradise that right. they've never seen, but maybe seen a postcard of, and right. eat and drink and feel that vibe. Okay. And I think, you know, like, uh, what is it? The Rainforest Cafe kind of had that do for you remember kids, those? right? Exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm like, so oh my fun. God, that was like a tiki bar almost. <laughs> like if they could just do that for adults. But, well, um, it also helps that we have a rum line. Yeah. And so we can okay. build on top of that. It's called Sugar Daddy. And okay. it's three different rums, a light amber and dark. Uh, okay. Dark's aged in our bourbon barrels. Oh, cool. So, uh, but yeah, it, you know, you just build off of that. So, uh, you know, we have great tiki um, or great, we have tiki kind of glasses and okay. orgeat syrup and, and, and fun things like Wait, that. Wait, how do you pronounce like that? Orgeat, which orgeat? is another type yeah. of simple syrup, but it's okay. almond-based. It's great based. for oh, islanders. Okay. It's very Polynesian. Oh, okay. okay. But also, like, we have a coconut liqueur and a pineapple liqueur that okay. uh, are just Dang, you guys awesome. have got it all over there. Yeah. Well, it's fun being, we we're, we're pretty small still. Right. So, and with a tasting room, we can make things just for the tasting room. Yeah. We don't have to think about how this is going to work in a retail 
retail. Like distribution. Well, how, okay. how am I going to get this into BevMo or something like right, that? And right. it's like, we don't care because we can make just enough of it for a tasting room. You know? <laughs> BevMo calls, we don't care, BevMo. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know, I'm like, come on, friend. <laughs> Bev, Bev, BevMo, we still kind of care. <laughs> Prohibition-spirits.com. We do have some products in BevMo. So, you do? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you I drive mean, them over there, too? We totally do. No, you we literally drive ship around. No, we ship we a do. lot. We do, we drive around. But sometimes shipping just doesn't work out. Right, yeah. Okay. So we, we do That's hilarious. I love that. Part. That's fantastic. It's pretty cool because, uh, you know, we talk to people. We get a good beat on how things are going. And, uh, you know, I remember delivering somewhere and they're like, wow, you never see Sky Vodka in here talking that's to right. us. That's right. <laughs> so it's or, like, yeah, that's cool. That's a great point. Yeah. Or like, that was at Bouchon Bakery. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or doesn't like uh, Ryan Reynolds and somebody else have like their own gin line? Yeah. George Clooney. They never yeah. drop it off. Right? Most, yeah. It's really? I know. I know. I'll tell you. All right, guys, we're now at the part of our podcast okay. where you guys are going to leave Prohibition Spirits momentarily. Okay. okay. You're going to walk across the street, you're going to come to the visitor center, and you're going to help us during a segment we call We, we get, get, get Questions. questions. All right, let's do it. You ready? It's going to be We Get Lit. (laughs) (laughs) That's when we go back to Prohibition Spirit. So so during We Get Questions, as you know, two visitor centers, people ask us questions, they text us, they email us, they call us. Some even walk up and ask. And here are the questions we got this week. You're going to help me answer. Are you ready? Oh, my. Okay, here we go. One we got uh, on Facebook. Where is a good place for happy hour around the Sonoma Plaza? Well, happy hour can be any time, to be honest. Um, Personally, I love the Swiss. Uh, Swiss Hotel, it's great for people watching. You got the afternoon sun. Mm-hmm. Always know someone there. Right. All the locals like hang out. You always Big know front someone. front patio kind of area. patio. It's just a fantastic southern it's exposure. It's great for people watching. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, it's... Does happy hour consist of cocktails? It could be wine. It could be whatever. Hey, you're the visitor center staff. Yeah. You tell me. So you can. What else you got? So I think also, um, you know, like Girl in the Fig is great. They've got. Uh, they make killer cocktails. They do. Terrific mm-hmm. bar. Nice bar. Um, if you're wanting bubbles, I think Sai is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. To go there. Uh, there's great. Shout out to Taub. Outpost. Yep, the beacon. Taub, beacon for sure. That's upstairs. That's beautiful like, upstairs. If you want a sophisticated cocktail, yeah. well, well made. I brought someone from New York up there last week. Yeah. And he goes, what is this place and why is it in Sonoma? <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's a secret kind of speakeasy. It yeah. is. Yeah. Top, so uh, Martin did a great yeah. job. He yeah, really did. It's, a good it's job a there. beautiful place. Okay, good job. Yeah. You guys are great. Okay. Thanks. Next question. Did you find my wallet? <laughs> so, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, this always happens on Wednesday mornings because what happens on Tuesdays? Oh, farmer's Market. Farmer's Market. So, yeah. so far we found an iPhone and a wallet, glasses. We found hearing aids. I'm always wondering what's going on there. Uh, the answer is yes, we probably did find your wallet. And uh, it's at the visitor center, but if it's uh, valuable, it goes to the police station on First Street West. So, but ask us and we'll let you know. But odds are we did find your wallet. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah. You might even remember this. I was driving behind a woman who had her put her purse on top of her car, and it fell off. I got out of the street, but she kept on driving, and I took it to the visitor's bureau, and she called and got it. Right. Did you find my purse? Yes, <laughs> I did. Fred found it, and he brought it to us. So good. All right, good answer. Here's one. It's getting warm. We talked about that. Uh, when it gets warm, uh, people want to go get in some water. So here's a question. Where should we go swimming? Ooh. Legally or pool hopping? Hey, <laughs> hey, if you're volunteering, say it to everyone. I mean, if you're staying at a great hotel in town, they've got incredible yeah. pools. There's okay. no doubt about it. Like the Lodge uh, has a good pool. The Lodge well, is great. MacArthur's um, got a pool. Fairmont. Yeah. Fairmont's got a massive pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful there. Uh, even the Flamingo, if you're further, you know, extreme right. northern Sonoma Valley, yeah. uh, in an area called Santa Rosa, uh, they, they have a huge swimming pool up there, the Flamingo. Yeah. And that's a good one. Um, you can't really jump in legally, but the Res is beautiful right now like Who's all this? the the reservoir right uh, across from the developmental center oh right um, Sutton, um I mean the hiking trail there yeah, is right. beautiful it's all you can't, no, you're, I think you can't I was talking with someone else about that I don't think there's a sign saying no swimming is there I think there is no. oh there is yeah, there is something yeah. better depends which direction person. you go in yeah. Um, yeah so some people do jump in the lake that yeah. um, you're right is um, did provide water to an area called Eldridge or the Sonoma Development yeah. Center um, what is it Lake Sutton Field Sutton no um, it's got a name Okay, well, it. here's a legal one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the high school, 
Right, brand, brand new pool, yeah. brand new pool. High school, yeah. open to the public. I you checked it out. It's there. amazing. It's along the bike path. Yeah. There's a bike path goes behind it. Yeah. Uh, it's called Sonoma Splash, mm-hmm. and you can buy a day pass. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. uh, it's a really beautiful pool. They it did a great. Beautiful. They have two pools, uh, one like a lap pool, and then one's like a I think a shallower pool for activities and things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, that's a good one. Yeah, Sonoma Splash right there at the high school on Broadway. When, so. our, when our kids were younger, they used to wade in the pool at Sebastiani. Oh, they did. The, the big oh, back. yes, that's actually a fountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a pool. But when you're not smaller, when you're smaller, it seems like a big pool. Um, yeah, uh, and here's another one. Here's where you should not go swimming. Do not go swimming in the duck pond on yeah. the plaza. Oh, because also the duck toilet mm. oh, and yeah. the water. I mean, the water is great for ducks. Yeah, but not so good for kids. But that's okay, fine. I like that. There are plenty of fountains that people I've seen them in, mm-hmm. and I would not uh, officially endorse. But there's it's plenty. Like the Friends episode. Yeah, that's right. Just need a couch in there. Just <laughs> jump in there. Uh, also, Morton's warm spring up there in Glen Ellen right. they've reopened yeah, they've redone that, it's right? really cool they had to get up there yeah, yeah I, I, I walked up there last week and it was beautiful historic cool. uh, you know geothermal springs that run up the Sonoma Valley yeah. and they go into Morton's Warm Springs okay uh, so again you're, you're sitting at our, our visitor center you're at the cart for the name of your work in someone walks up and they ask you this question I have one and a half ounce white rum half ounce fresh lime juice half ounce orange curacao half ounce orgate syrup and three quarters ounce dark rum along with some ice a shaker and a tiki style glass oh God. <laughs> what should I do next Make a, my, make a Mai Tai. Oh, there you go. <laughs> two, two, one, two, two, one, one is your proportions. No, I mean, drink. That's it. Just so, drink it. I have a super fun fact you, go, for you. Go, go. question for you. Okay. Where did the Mai Tai originate? Well, do you want me to give you... I, I've heard... Okay. Emeryville. Yeah. At Trader Vic's. That is correct. Is that true, though? Yeah. Most That's people true. Most people think it came from Hawaii or Polynesia right, or something like right. that. Right, right. It actually came from Trader Vic's in 1946. In Emeryville, which used to be where the local mafia would mm-hmm. put things and it was full of industrial solvents and now it became a nice trendy neighborhood uh, east of San Francisco is Emeryville. And you're telling me yeah. that's where the Mai Tai... 1946. Okay. And short short story if you got it, um, right after World War II all the sailors were coming back into the San Francisco mm. Bay from South Pacific, Polynesia right. and stuff like that and they had this tropical image of everything they saw. Right. Commercial airlines and travel hadn't taken off but people had seen pictures. Okay. And so the, one of the first tiki bars was here in San Francisco or in Emeryville <laughs> because they wanted to show like what this part of the world looked like through food, drink, and obviously the Polynesian idealized version thing. of what Polynesian life. Yeah. And so um, Yeah, what is a Mai Tai? So um Two people from Tahiti walked in to Trader Vic's and said, make me a drink. And he made basically what you said, okay. which was uh, two types of rum, lime juice, orgate syrup over shaved ice, huh. gave it to them. And they said, Mai Tai, which means very good in Tahitian. Ah, so that's okay. the full circle right there. I love this. And I love the Emeryville. And I, I only reason I knew that for because I used to work in San Francisco. Okay. And we had to talk about things from the Bay Area. Ah. There was another drink that supposedly comes from the uh, Bay Area, mm-hmm. from a town supposedly of Martinez. Yeah, Martinez came up with the martini. Supposedly. Right, and yeah. I, I'm going for. It. I think that's true. I think yeah. that's definitely true. I'm going to say yeah, yes. back in the gold rush days. Yeah. 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 Okay. And wasn't the Manhattan from that small town in Kansas? Manhattan, Kansas. That it's, I don't know. Okay, I made that one up. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> we have a fun Manhattan. fact about about Jack London. What's that? Drinking oh, and yeah. how he got his drinks. Oh. Go ahead. Oh well, I mean, most, most writers were Hemingway. All those guys were big, right. big drinkers at the time, right. but. Um, Jack London liked the martinis from a place in Oakland. Okay. Near where that last. Stan uh, uh, Heinhold's uh, Last Chance Saloon. Yeah, yeah. So first, I don't know, but that was saloon. the one that he would have them make it in vats and bring it up on horse once a week. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's how good it was. Vats. So like, we vats. so we know Jack London was yeah having a little here and there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Definitely. They brought that's it up. So Helps your creative right? writing skills, I guess. Right. <laughs> now you just have Uber. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uber delivery. Um, here's another question we got. It's our 50th wedding anniversary. Mm. Where's a good place to celebrate? Oh, fun. Um, I would say Psy, again, for bubbles. Oh, great. great you know, we're talking right, right, right around the plaza. Um, well, dinner then, too. Yeah. You should yeah, probably go to dinner, Fred. so many <laughs> great <laughs> places. Mm-hmm. So, like, like um, some people go to, like, Cafe La Haye, mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. intimate restaurant, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, right next to Reader's Books, so maybe you can get a book yeah. and, then, and then go there. Um, I was thinking 
Animo is the fancy, fancy restaurant right. in the old taco place that no one oh, can yeah. really get into. Yeah, it's kind of a secret one. Uh, and then, of course, you got like Sante at the Fairmont, mm-hmm. right? That's a nice classic place. Mm-hmm. And uh, El Dorado Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go outside of Prohibition Spirits and you take a right, yes, and you don't go to the bar, mm-hmm. the music yeah. venue, where do you go? It's La Salette. La Salette, some Portuguese yeah. food mm-hmm. there. Okay, that's and good. And I really like their um, sister one, Tosca Tosca. I like that's the vibe cool. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like small bites, intimate little tables, and good lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Italian, you got Della Centina. Yeah, and, oh, and I guess, I mean, yeah. that's right. anniversaries yeah. don't always have to be super fancy. It's they really, don't. It's really the one you're with, right? So That's true. I like the taco truck outside of Staples. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Tartaria Jalisco, and yeah. I know it, and it's a good one because they have a sandwich outside there. Yeah. I know your right. the, the, the yeah. torta yeah. is like this fantastic sandwich that's like covered in like spicy salsa. It's yeah. Yeah, so good, yeah. so good. I'm I'm with you. Taco trucks, fantastic mm-hmm. way to go. Mm-hmm. That would that be an acceptable fiftieth? Oh, fiftieth. Um, you know what. Uh, Maybe I'll talk to Fred offline. I, yeah, I, I don't know about a 50th, but it could start off like that way as a picnic yes. and then continue on. Yeah, and picnicking yeah. in the plaza is always yeah. awesome. Because so. nothing says forever like, you know, a carnitas taco. Right, right. I guess it just depends on who you are. Right. Um, okay, okay. I mean, we're lucky. We live in Sonoma, so we have this daily. You're kind it of spoiled have for to choice. one day. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on the 5th, if they do want to wish a happy 5th, 5th to Dennis and Diane, our volunteers on Fridays. Aww. And they were working today on their 50th wedding anniversary wow. so that's fantastic. people were bringing them balloons and like paying homage to them that's I'm sweet. like what's going on They're like it's our anniversary that's so sweet yeah but I said you know what you're volunteering right now let's concentrate on work people <laughs> so we'll get a love later um, well Fred and Amy Groth of Prohibition Spirits you have been fantastic no. you've brought me drinks um, you are wonderful can you tell me a bit more again the website if people have questions where do they go yeah, prohibition, prohibition-spirits.com. Got it. Um, they could easily find telephone number on there and call us. Got We're it. open daily from 11 to 6. Okay. And on the weekends, open earlier and in later. Okay. Um, yeah, we do fun experiences there, but we could also go to you and okay. do experiences so Like if too. you're bringing a big group in for like a corporate Yeah, we do a lot of right. corporate stuff. Or yeah. a 50th anniversary blowout. Yeah. Party. yeah. Yeah, okay. we, we go to private tra- homes. We have a travel bar, like an old vintage trailer. It's a travel bar. That's yeah, right, you do. That okay. Mm-hmm. okay. For weddings and special events. So that actually would be a really great 50th celebration. That's a great yeah, yeah. Idea. Bring okay. the party to them. And all yeah. that information in prohibitionspirits.com. And you guys can also join the Prohibition Spirits Club. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. It's not like the Mile High Club, though. No, right. It's, totally different. It's more like, you know. It's the Speakeasy Club. Or the oh, I like that. Yeah, I the like Speakeasy that. and Bootlegger Club. Perfect. Well, guys, thanks for coming. It's been wonderful hey, having you. Thanks for having um, us. And I want to remind everybody else, if you have listened this far, hi, Mom and Dad, remember to like, comment, subscribe. You have questions about Cinema Valley, cinemavalley.com, special deals and offers, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>